Welcome to the BDC podcast, a podcast in which staff at Barking and Dagenham College share insightful and entertaining conversations with the digital learning team. We hope to enrich the community at the college by making connections in each fortnightly episode. I'm Nathan, I'm a digital learning apprentice. And I'm Sophie, I'm a digital innovation specialist. And today we're joined by Charlotte Killingback, HR and OD specialist. How are you, Charlotte? I'm very well, thank you, Nathan. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm excited to start this podcast. Amazing. No, thank you both so much for the invite. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for coming along. No, no problem. I'm excited. Nervous, but excited. (laughs) So how long have you been at the college? So I have just had my one year anniversary um, on Friday the 26th. So yeah, technically I've been here for one year and three days. (laughs) Oh, wow. So what's been your favourite experience from your first year at the college? Joe, that's a really good question. Um, If I'm being completely honest with you, I've had... I've had a a lot of really good positive experiences here at the college. Um, This role is very varied. It is quite fast paced. I'm exposed to a lot. It does develop me. And I'm so grateful that I've got a really lovely supportive team and manager. Um, They're always there for me to listen and to help. Um, So, yeah, I've I've had multiple, multiple um, really good experiences actually throughout the whole year. I, I really can't honestly pinpoint one if I'm being honest. So on this podcast, we ask staff to come with a topic that they'd like to talk about. So Charlotte, what's your topic? Okay, so my topic would be um, a hobby of mine, which is running. So um, I never set out to be a runner initially at all. Um, I just simply wanted to lose weight. Um, always struggled with it when I was younger. Um, my weight was always, yeah, a bit of a, bit of a challenge. Um throughout my teens and obviously uh, in my early adulthood but the job I had um, in my early teens was I was a cabin crew member for Ryanair for about three years and I was based overseas in Germany great experience I did enjoy it um, however it was difficult for me to lose weight now the local gym to me was quite pricey it was about 80 euros for the membership so I thought okay on a Ryanair wage that is not possible <laughs> So um, I started to do a little bit of jogging here and there, sort of on my own. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I, I didn't really know too much about what I was doing. I just tried to get out, get some fresh air and, you know, move my body and see if that will, you know, help in any way. Um, after about a year and a half of living in Germany, I then asked for a transfer to Bristol Airport. And it was actually from there that I started to um, really kind of get on board with with fitness. So I joined a local gym. Um, and yeah, just try to focus really on the cardio machines because that massively increased my heart rate and I was really starting to work, you know, really work hard. And naturally I could see the pounds sort of dropping off just through doing cardio. So things like, you know, the running machine, the bike, um, the cross trainer. Um, but I never used to run outside at all. Um, not in Bristol anyway, cause I was quite new to the area and I didn't really have a device to record the distance and, and that sort of thing. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to stick to the gym. When I moved from Bristol back to my hometown in Essex, um, I then started to build my confidence up with running outside. And uh, it was actually my dad who recommended me to join a running club. He said, you know, you've been running a bit outside on your own. Have you ever thought about joining a running club? And um, I kind of toyed with the idea. But I said, if I'm being completely honest, I don't really want to be committed to a club and set training days. I just want to run as and when and not really be tied tied down, sorry, to a club. Um, So anyway, left it at that. A few months passed and he mentioned it again. And I thought, do you know what? Let's just have a look and see what local running clubs are out there. 
and maybe I can just go to a training night, see what happens. You know, if I don't like it, then I don't need to go back, you know, but if I do, then hopefully I'll be able to sign up and commit. And I went to my, I had a little look on Google to see the running clubs locally to me. And one of them was Pitsy Running Club. So I remember going to my first ever club session with them on a Friday evening in February. It was really cold. We did a 10K, but prior to that, I was so nervous because I genuinely thought they were going to be like super fit athletes and I was going to be the slow fat one at the back, you know, struggling to breathe. But honestly, it wasn't like that at all. They were so welcoming, so pleased to just see a newbie, you know, that shares the same sort of hobby and interest as them. And they did not stop talking to me throughout the whole run. <laughs> and it was me trying to catch my breath. Um, but yeah, they, they really did welcome me with open arms. And I attended a few other training sessions with them. So another event that they do um, on a Tuesday is our track session. So we train on the running track. We do, we focus specifically on speed work on the Tuesdays. Um, so I went to one of, one of those training sessions and uh, then eventually decided, okay, yeah, this club is for me and decided to sign up. And it's been literally one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's, it really has um, made me very happy. And I've managed to gain quite a lot of new friends through just joining the running club, really. And it's nice that we all share the same hobby and interest. There's never a dull moment with my running club. We're, um, yeah, we've, we're very supportive of one another. There's always the things going on um, in terms of events and races. So it's really nice that I can be a part of that, you know, and have a, a bit of a running family, shall we say. Yeah. Um, and off the back of that, they kind of introduced me to Parkrun as well. So I don't know if you two are familiar with Parkrun at all. I'm not familiar. No. no. So Parkrun is a free local event on a Saturday at nine o'clock. So you can walk it, you can jog it, you can run it. It's completely up to you. But the idea is that you're just getting up, getting out, meeting new people and getting a bit of exercise in to start your weekend off. Um, and I did used to the I did used to see the runners um, in the local park, and I, I just thought they were part of a club. I didn't realise that anyone could just join. And they said, "No, no, this is Park Run." So they told me all about it. They said, "All you need to do is go onto their website, sign up. You'll receive what's called like a barcode. Take that with you, so that right at the end, once you've finished your five k run." They will scan your barcode and that would basically then um, allow them to send you the, the data and the stats afterwards via email. So when I say data and stats, they'll tell you what position you came in, what time you finished, um, and they'll just log a history of all of your runs. So, yeah, it's, it's, I love Parkrun. I love starting my weekends with Parkrun. So I was grateful for them, you know, for introducing me to that. So if anyone is interested, yeah, it's, it's a free event, a free 5K event. Every Saturday, nine o'clock in your local park, you just simply need to build your profile online, take your barcode with you. Don't forget that. And yeah, just enjoy it and have fun. And afterwards, we tend to have um, tea, coffee and cake and just have a chat, you know, for about an hour or so. And then we can start our weekend. So, yeah, it's, um, it's great. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds great. Thanks. Yeah. It's nice that you have that sort of uh, community aspect definitely. to it as well. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's really, really wonderful. Um, so I've been with the running club now for about, I think it's, it's going to be my fifth year in February next year. It's gone so quick, um, but they really are honestly wonderful. Um, they, like I said earlier, they've been very supportive of me um, and anyone who joins the club. It doesn't matter whether or not you are super fast or you're just joining simply to lose a little bit of weight, you know, and, and, and increase your stamina and fitness. Um, they're a very welcoming club. Um, so I, I wanted to know what your, your greatest achievement was in, in what your greatest achievement is in terms of running. Greatest achievement is in terms of running. Um, okay, so greatest achievement would definitely be the Brighton Marathon. Um, so I never thought I'd ever run a marathon at all. Um, 
so yeah, uh, uh, it's something I think as I started to get stronger with running, um, so it started on the five Ks, then progressed to 10 Ks, then did a few half marathons. I thought to myself, it would be great to actually complete a full marathon, but it was always a long, long term goal for me. Um, but very recently I managed to complete the, the Brighton marathon in September. So that was probably by far the greatest achievement running wise. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and again, the whole weekend was just fantastic, uh, mainly due to the weather again. It was a really nice sunny day. We had a lot of support and even on the course as well, they have a lot of different course entertainment. So they have bands, they have singers, they have guitarists. Um, and the whole day was just amazing. I enjoyed it from start to finish. And I've actually signed up to complete the Brighton Marathon again next year in April. Oh, wow. So um, they've gone back to their original um, month of when they hold the marathon. So because of COVID, things were shuffled around a little bit. So uh, interestingly, the London Marathon is actually going ahead still in October. So I don't know why they haven't moved it back to April. I'm not quite sure why, but yeah, they've kept it in October. So yeah, and that is actually uh, a marathon that I've tried very hard to get into. Uh, every year for the last four years, I've tried to get into the London Marathon, but it is really difficult so I just need to keep doing what I'm doing and increase my chances through, you know, applying for a charity, uh, throwing myself into the ballot and yeah, just keeping my fingers crossed that one day they'll select me. <laughs> uh, my brother, honestly, I'm so, I'm a bit envious of him. So he's not a runner at all. He's played football his whole life. That's always been his thing. And uh, he applied for a charity spot with the, uh, for the London Marathon and managed to get in. Oh, no and I was way. like, how, how can that be? You know, like I've tried every year nearly for five years and I haven't managed to get in, but he did. So he'll be running um, the London Marathon next year for the Royal British Legion. Amazing. So, oh, hopefully yeah. soon. I, hope, I know. I hope, I hope so, in. right? Yeah. <laughs> but I won't lie. I was very jealous. I did say that to him. I said, like, I'm pleased for you, but I am jealous. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd say that was probably my biggest achievement. Um, but also I'd say the biggest achievement out of everything, if I was to look back, to where I started and to where I am now, it's it's definitely taking myself out of my comfort zone, mm. doing something that I never thought I would be able to do, like joining a running club um, and losing weight as well. So I started this journey just wanting to lose weight. I never started this journey thinking, okay, I'm going to be a runner and I'm going to start running races and you know compete in marathons and that type of thing. I just wanted to lose weight. That was my focus, um, and ended up, you know, starting running as a hobby and really enjoying it and pushing myself through in, in different ways, you know. Um, so like I said, starting with the 5Ks, trying to conquer that, really try to reduce my times as well, try to get faster, try to get stronger. Um, and then as I did start to get stronger, I then branched out and started to sign up for 10K races. And then I really did bite the bullet and thought, right, let's sign up for a half marathon. Let's see if I can do it. And my first ever half marathon was at South End. And I remember being so nervous thinking, oh, my gosh, half marathon like that just seemed like such a such a distance, you know. Um, and what didn't help was my friends was winding me up in on the train going to South End saying, oh, sure, that is a fair way. Are you sure you're going to be able to do it? You know, it was, <laughs> you know, um, and yeah, they, they were they were very encouraging. <laughs> no, they was doing a bit of reverse psychology, you know, which did kind of work. Um, I guess you proved them wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Finished with my medal and yeah, we celebrated afterwards, which was lovely. We had a nice bit of lunch on the seafront, so that was um, oh, really nice. But yeah, it's it's been it's been a journey. It really has, you know, and I'm I'm grateful for it. Um, and it's thanks to my dad as well for sort of encouraging me to 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 do something like that, you know. Um, 
it never really crossed my mind. I think I was just more than happy to go to the gym and do the classes that were on offer. Um, but yeah, he mentioned it. And like I said, initially I was against the idea because I just thought oh, I'm going to be the slow one at the back. You know, I won't be able to keep up, you know, and I don't want to be tied down to set, set training nights. Um, but no, I'm so glad that I did. So, so glad that I did. It's been um, yeah, a great journey and one that I'm, I'm, I'm still enjoying being on. And I have no idea what the future holds, but um, we'll see what happens. What I find quite motivating is that you've taken up exercise, as you said, to to lose weight and to keep healthy and active. But it's really turned into a passion for you. Yeah, and it's become part of my lifestyle as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely become part of my lifestyle. And I, 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 I hate not running. So when I can't, if ever I'm injured or if I'm poorly, you know, and I just can't exercise at all. Um, I don't like it. I really don't like it. Um, anyone that knows me knows that I'm quite an active person in general. And with with a desk job, I sit down on my bum all day. So when I go home, I cannot just sit there in front of the TV and do nothing. You know, I have to move my body. I have to exercise. Um, and overall, I just feel so much better for it. And I think I've probably spoken a bit about the physical aspects of it, me wanting to lose weight, but I haven't really touched on the mental aspect of it. So it has really helped me mentally as well. And I think for a lot of people, including um, my running friends, we do see it as a bit of therapy, you know, mm. like running therapy. It is so nice after a busy day at work when you've been absolutely rushed off your feet all day um, to go home put your trainers on, put your kit on and go for a run with your friends and just talk and de-stress, you know, talk about your day and just talk about anything. And sometimes you come back feeling like a completely different person. It's happened to me several times where I've had a really, really busy day at work and on the drive home, actually, I think to myself, oh, do I really want to run? Do I really want to run? Um, the answer is always yes. But, you know, sometimes you just don't really fancy it. You just want to you know, just have an evening where you just sit in silence, should we say, because <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a busy day. Um, but no, I, I, I never regret a run ever, never regret a run or any form of exercise, whether it's a run or a gym class or me just freestyling in the gym, doing my own thing. Um, and I feel much better for it mentally, 100%. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful that exercise gives me that as well. You just feel so much better at the end of it. It really does give you that feel good factor. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it, for me, it, it touches on the best of both worlds, the physical aspects, but also the mental aspects of it as well. Brilliant. It's really quite inspiring everything you're saying. And it's great that you've got that as a form of, um, a form of sort of unwinding and, um, relaxing, relaxing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So we're going to go to a lunch break now. So this is the lunch break segment of the podcast where we ask our guests to talk about their favourite food or their favourite meal, snack or dessert. So Charlotte, what have you brought to the lunch break? Okay, so my favourite meal would uh, definitely be a risotto. I do like a nice Ooh, risotto in nice. like Italian. I think they're quite nice. Um, I love pasta as well. Anything carby really kind of has got I guess my you name need on the it. Energy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I need it for running. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a pescatarian, so I don't eat any meat. I just eat fish. Um, and I have been a pescatarian for not so long, actually, about four or five months. But okay. I, was, I was never really much of a meat eater originally. Um, and if I did ever eat meat, it would just be sort of white meat, really. So fish, turkey, chicken, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I've, I, whenever I went to restaurants, I would just simply pick the veggie option anyway. Um, and I never really 
ate too much chicken, if I'm being honest with you. So I thought, you know what, let's just let's just try it. And I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't miss eating chicken or turkey at all. I really don't miss it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy being a pescatarian. <laughs> uh, favourite snack, I would say... Do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna say my favourite unhealthy snack is what I'm looking at the moment for a rush. So that is my absolute favourite snack. So um yeah, I could eat a whole packet of Ferrero Rochers, which is probably sounds terrible, but they're just delicious, aren't they? They are good. They're brilliant. <laughs> they are good. They remind me of Christmas as well. Do they? Um, they do, yeah. <laughs> you see them more so at Christmas, yeah. don't you? Um it's probably the gold packaging that they come in. It's <laughs> Christmassy. Oh, so good. They're the high quality, high quality sort of chocolate yeah. choice for me. And I do like, um, I think Andrew mentioned it in his podcast, Kinder Buenos. They're good yeah, as well. They are Andy's so favorite. nice. They are really good. And they're nice together as well in a shakeaway. I'm not sure if you two have ever had a shakeaway before. I haven't. What's that? No. Um, they're, they're, they're a chain of um, milkshake bars, basically. There's The closest one to me is Lakeside. Um, so basically they combine Freya Rochers and Kinder Buenos in a blender with, you know, yogurt and milk. Oh, it's just amazing. That sounds like it's sensational. Sounds delicious. <laughs> that sounds so good. It's calorific. Now you know why I run, because I love food. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and actually on the subject of food, that's something else that I've had to adjust, obviously, with wanting to lose weight. I knew that my diet had to change as well massively. I was never really mindful of my diet at all. Um, I used to just pretty much eat what I wanted and ate what I enjoyed. So it was all the carby things, you know, nice cheese sandwich, crisps, you know, croissants, um, doorstop bread and toast. Um, If ever I was having a a hot drink, like tea or coffee, I'd put two, three lumps of sugar in. It was shocking, really. When I look back and think about what my diet consisted of, it was quite shocking. Um, But gradually, bit by bit, you know, as I started on this journey, I just started to make small little tweaks here and there with my food. Um, I started to drink a lot more water because that was something I was terrible at back in the day. Um, I never really used to drink a lot of water. I had a lot of fizzy drinks, you know, which aren't good for you at all because the sugar content. Um, Never used to really eat much fruit. Um, So yeah, I tried to educate myself on what my body actually needed, what was good for my body. And yeah, as I say, bit by bit, I started to make these small, small, small tweaks, you know, so not having white doorstop toast, maybe just have wholemeal and just have a thin slice with not so much butter on. I used to, you know, dollop it on instead of having sugar, maybe have sweetener in your tea or coffee. Um, and now actually I'm sugar free. I don't have any sugar in tea or coffee because I've, I've started to I've started to reduce the amount of sugar that I put in tea and coffee. Um, to the point now where I don't have any and I don't really miss it if I'm being honest. Yeah, I don't so. I don't have sugar in my hot drinks and when I do have it, it tastes like I'm drinking dessert. Oh, I'm really? Like, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't yeah. Like, yeah, I don't like it anymore. It's weird how you're like, I have put, changes, um, I guess. I have put honey in English breakfast tea before. That is really lovely. Ooh, that that is really nice instead of sugar. So I'd mm. highly recommend giving that a whirl. But yeah, I mean, it, it takes time, you know, to adjust anything in life, I think, um, especially diets, because I think of our lifestyle. We, most of us probably have a very fast paced life, don't mm. we? We just need things that are ready, ready to go. Um, so yeah, it, it took a while, but you get there eventually. And I think what does help is having a bit of a food journal. Um, when you look at the end of the day on how much you've actually eaten and what you've eaten, it's, it's quite surprising actually when you look back and think, wow, did, did I have like, did I have all that in a day? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know it's like so, a difference in like energy levels? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you've touched on that actually, because 
We had this conversation in the office the other day about how sometimes after work you feel tired, the last thing anyone wants to do is exercise. You would be so surprised at how much energy you then gain after exercising. And I just feel, I feel like I have been given so much energy after a workout or after a run, you know. But the downside to that is when I get home, I'm wide awake, you know, my (laughs) eyes are like, you know, (laughs) very wide and perky. And um, it's hard to then unwind after that Mm. to get ready for bed, you know. So, but yeah, absolutely. I I have noticed that my energy levels have increased massively. Yeah. Anyone that doesn't really exercise wouldn't necessarily understand that. and sometimes me and my running friends have said, oh, I'm feeling a bit tired today. Should we go for a run? And again, that is, yeah. <laughs> that's so like, yeah. You wouldn't think that that's what you should do if you're feeling no, exactly. tired. That's really interesting. No, exactly. It is interesting. And for anyone else, they're like, what? What if yeah, you just said you're, you're tired and you want to go for a run? <laughs> but it does wake you up. Honestly, it really does wake you up. And mm. I think just being out in the fresh air as well, especially now, like the air is very cold and fresh. So you come back feeling and looking quite well. Um so yeah, absolutely. And that's a really good point. It does increase your energy levels. Oh, yeah, amazing. definitely. As long as you treat yourself to some Ferrero Rochers along the way. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's all about having that balanced diet. Yeah. And I think I've got that now. <laughs> and Yeah. And that is another thing. You don't feel now so guilty for having the odd treat here and there. Mm. You don't have to be so super strict because I know that I'm going to burn it off shortly, you know, through running a half marathon or <laughs> or going to the gym, you know, to do a class or something. So if I am at a party and you see chocolate brownies, yeah, I might have one or two and not feel so guilty, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you're running half marathons, I think you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the lunch break over. Um, Thank you for sharing all of that, Charlotte. I found it really inspiring how you went from someone who didn't ever run and now you're running marathons that is crazy I have a lot of questions for you um so personally I find it hard quite hard to motivate myself to go out and exercise and also just the the body image stuff that comes with it and feeling comfortable in yourself exercising how uh do you overcome those those feelings and those worries that's that's a really good really good question actually um and that that is the whole reason really why I didn't really want to join a running club or run outside on my own when I was living in Bristol, as I was saying earlier. So that is a really good question. Um, Now, looking back, I think to myself, what on earth was I worried about? What on earth was I concerned about? Just think about you and, you know, care less about what other people think. I think everyone's on their own journey and everyone's got their own set of goals that they're working towards. So just always remind yourself of what you're working towards. Uh, What is it that you want to gain? And um, just keep focusing on that. Keep reminding yourself of that. But in, in terms of feeling comfortable with your with yourself, maybe at the gym, for example, um, again, it's all about, I guess, first of all, I think we we now have a whole range of gym wear. So start by finding something, finding a brand maybe that suits you. I struggled with that personally, if I'm being honest with you. I, I wore a lot of big baggy clothing. I didn't really wear anything tight because I didn't want to show my shape at all. Um, And then gradually I started to get more familiar with other brands that was available and started to wear, you know, items of clothing that I did feel comfortable in when I was at the gym. And yeah, because I've been going for so long now, I don't even think anything of it. So I don't really think about being watched or what do people think of me? I really don't think of that. I'm there for me and I've got a plan that I'm working towards. So just, yeah, just certainly remind yourself of that and don't worry about what anyone else thinks of you at the gym. 
and just just be comfortable, enjoy it, have fun and make some friends. I've actually met some really wonderful people at the gym. Um, so, yeah, you, you never know what's going to happen. So, yeah, you should go for it. Thank you. Go That's for actually it. really reassuring. <laughs> um, I might have to. Uh, another question. So I think it's amazing that you've completed a marathon. That Thank is you. like a massive achievement. Thank you so much. Crazy. Thank you. I just wanted to know what is the it must get to a certain point when your body is telling you to stop yes and absolutely there must be like you must feel that pain how do you overcome that and push through that and then I also wanted to know what is the feeling like when you complete that massive okay challenge and again you're, you're throwing some really good questions <laughs> at me today Sophie <laughs> no don't be silly so the first one was overcoming the um that obstacle yeah okay so uh, for me when I ran the Brighton Marathon I hit the wall at mile 17 18 it was around that sort of time I was really starting to slow down so my pace had massively dropped I was feeling quite tired sugar levels have dropped and I did take a running belt with me so I had some jelly babies in there and some gels some energy gels that I was obviously taking uh, whilst running and I remember I really did not want to stop I really did not want to stop I wanted to just continue running but at that point, my legs were just not having any of it. So I did have to stop, unfortunately, for about 20 seconds or so. I just did a, a fast speed walk, took some more gels, had a sip of water and uh, just just carried on, you know, just did a very light jog. And I think I did stop again about mile 19 and did the same thing. Just had some water, had an energy uh, energy gel and carried on. And it was really interesting, actually. I got to mile 20 and I started to feel better. Maybe it's because I knew I only had 10k to go. You know, I only had six miles left and I was on the home run. And I was so looking forward to finishing because I'd never run a marathon before. And when I did see that finish line in sight, I was just getting so excited thinking, oh my God, I can't believe I've done it. And I'm, and I'm still in one piece. I haven't been, you know, carted off in an ambulance or anything like that. You know, I'm still here surviving. Um, but yeah, when I did cross that line, it, f it felt wonderful. I had so much adrenaline inside me as I was approaching that finish line and suddenly my legs started to work again. <laughs> yeah. And I really did run quite quickly actually to the finish and, um, yeah, all the volunteers that were, were there, um, after we'd crossed that line were so supportive. They were handing out, uh, four blankets, obviously medals, water, energy bars. There was St. John's ambulance, people to assist you. Um, so they were, they were very kind, very supportive. But um, yeah, so in, in terms of overcoming that barrier, again, just, just, you know, take a moment to, you know, rehydrate, gather your thoughts and just, just, just start again, just start again. I thought, just put one foot in front of the other and eventually I'll get there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. It's so, kind of amazing what our bodies can, can do, do. Honestly, yeah. do you know what? And it's, it's, I think a lot of it is in our minds. We tell ourselves we can't do it. And actually we absolutely can. Your body is more than capable of doing quite a lot. And it would surprise you and probably shock you. Um, but yeah, for sure, you can definitely do it. It's your mind that tells you that you can't. Do you know what? Even now, I'd, I'd like to say I'm a, fairly, I'm a fairly experienced runner, but I still get nervous and I still have doubts. And I still say to myself, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. But you can. You know, I've always completed um, a race, but what the only time I didn't was due, due to a slight injury and I pulled myself out quite quickly. Um, but apart from that one minor incident, I've, I've done it. You know, I finished and I've had a really good time, you know, and you always learn something from it, you know. And I, th I think what I tend to do is I, I look at my stats on my Garmin afterwards and I look at like my heart rate, my pace 
And I'll just think about how the race went and what I can do to improve. So if I need to maybe strengthen my core, then I might focus on that a little bit more in the gym. Or if I'm struggling to tackle a hill, then I might focus on, you know, strengthening the uh, the old quads. So, yeah, you just you just learn from it. Yeah. And, and have fun. It's interesting that you mentioned about improving and seeing, you know, what parts you can improve on, what techniques you can mm-hmm. develop. So how does your progress impact how you run? No, that's a really good question, Nathan. Thank you. So thinking back actually to, um, to when I first ever completed my uh, 10K race, it actually took me way over an hour. I think it was about an hour and 20 minutes. Um, and now I've managed to get my PB, personal best, down to um, 50, sorry, 40, 48 minutes and uh, 17 seconds. So, yeah, wow. I'm quite pleased with how much time I managed to knock off. And what I did was, you know, you, you do just need to really focus on a solid training program and just keep very consistent with it. Make sure that you do attend your training sessions. Make sure you do go to the gym and also strength train as well, because that's equally as important. I'm a strong believer in too much of a good thing turns into a bad thing. So don't don't do too much of one thing, you know, because uh, eventually no doubt I probably will be injured if I just run all the time and I'm also exercising the same muscle groups so it's important for me as well to split my time between running and going to the gym and building up some muscle and some strength um and also I watched a uh very briefly I just wanted to touch on the fact that I watched Mo Farah's documentary on Netflix recently called Easy Miles and his coach focused on the fact that Mo Farah was actually lacking in a lot of power and what he meant by power was strength. So he was actually running up hills a lot slower than the the average sort of runner because he didn't have that power. So he started to focus more of his time in the gym and uh, strength train and he was able to smash those hills and um, get to where he is today. So that was really interesting. So, yeah, to answer your question, Nathan, I'd say just stick to a good training program. Um, Definitely focus on strength training and doing other forms of cardio as well, like maybe going on the bike, maybe going on the cross trainer, um, doing a HIIT class as well, a high intensity class, really getting that heart rate up. Um, And the more, obviously, the more fit you are, the faster you're going to run, without a doubt. So, but yeah, it's, uh, it's really great actually to see progress being made you know just through being consistent um and that's the driving factor for me you know I don't think oh do you know what? I'm happy with this time I'm gonna I'm just gonna you know continue at this pace I always want to get faster I always want to get stronger and I just want to see what my body can do really um so I can't believe as well I've, I've yeah I managed to reduce my my 10k time down from sort of one hour 20 to 48 minutes I just never ever thought that was going to happen and my half marathon time, my very first half marathon time was two hours 20. And I managed to reduce that to one hour 51. Wow. So that was nearly half an hour sort of taken off, which was fantastic. And then finally, my first ever park run time, I think I finished in 35 minutes and I managed to get that down to 24 minutes, 11 seconds. So, yeah, it's, it's really nice to see that the hard work is finally paying off. But it, it takes time. You've just got to be patient and be consistent. That is the key. That's great advice, Charlotte. And I think that applies outside of uh, running or exercising, really. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Having different options for achieving one goal that you set your mind to is really quite helpful. I think whatever you do in life, it is good to have a goal um, to work towards. So for me, obviously, I've mentioned that 
with my goal, um, which got me into running, was just to lose weight. And I've ended up embarking on this whole new journey. Um, for me, in my HR career, I I would like to think that I'm kind of mirroring what I do with my running, but in my mm. HR career. So I'm still pushing myself, wanting to be, yeah, the best HR professional that I can be. Um, always looking to learn, um, always looking to develop. Um, I'm always open to constructive feedback. I think, you know, it's, it's important to understand maybe where your downfalls are so that you can obviously work on that. Um, and yeah, just, just, you just have that open mind, you know, and work towards your end goal. I think it is really important to, to th again, like I was saying to you earlier, Sophie, about think, reminding yourself about what you want from life and not let life kind of dictate what happens to you. Um, I've read a book recently by the Speakmans. I'm not sure if either of you are familiar with the Speakmans. No, no they're that? a very inspiring couple that help people overcome their fears. And um, within their book, they actually mentioned that they both of them wrote down a list of what they want to achieve from life. And their wish list came true. So everything that they'd wrote down on their list came true because they made it happen. They had that goal that they were working towards, whether it be to travel somewhere or buy a new car or to study a, and, and gain a qualification. Whatever it was, it came true because they had their plan of action and they worked towards it and they managed to tick it off. And I did the same and it happened to me as well. So I wanted to, you know, run, run a marathon that was on the list and I did it. Um, I wanted to uh, study employment law. So I enrolled myself on a course managed to do it and complete it, uh, which was great. So yeah, I'm slowly ticking things off my wish list. And is is yeah, it's nice to see that I've I've I'm I'm telling life what to do basically, not life's telling me what to do. Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> so yeah. So if you put it out there, it's it's gonna happen yeah, if you make it. Definitely. Make it Otherwise you and they mentioned this in the book as well, that you are just simply waiting for things to happen. But you know it's it it might it probably won't happen unless you make it happen you know you've got to get the ball rolling um so yeah it's good to have a bit of a, a plan of action but also just it's just as important to do things spontaneously as well I think you know you can't have everything detailed um you can't have a plan for everything you do because obviously you know it's life happens and it's it's nice to be spontaneous and yeah not but yeah as a whole, I think it's nice just to have at least a rough idea of what you want to gain from life and then just work your way through it. It's interesting that you mentioned about that list because I believe someone wants to talk about oh, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, um, what list is this? Okay, I may, I may be kidding myself here, but I do have on my bucket list that I want to be able to run a marathon, which I don't know, you was mentioned about writing things down and yeah. putting it out there so that it happens I am not a runner Charlotte <laughs> um so I don't know how realistic this is for me but I just wanted to know if you have any top tips for for someone who doesn't run going forward to eventually run in a marathon what what advice okay. can you give me okay first of all great goals to have on your bucket list <laughs> oh I don't know if it's silly <laughs> don't be silly not at all okay so I'd, I'd certainly start off with maybe a couch to 5k program there's plenty of them out there so a lot of running clubs offer them or you can simply download an app and just follow their couch to 5k program so you mentioned that you you don't run so I would certainly start off with that and then just slowly start to increase your stamina by yeah, going to gym classes, maybe seeing if you can go for a run with your friends. Um, but yeah, absolutely do it. You, you, you will do it and you'll surprise yourself and you'll feel so proud afterwards of what, you, what you've achieved. 
Um, but yeah, absolutely do it. But just make sure that you do follow a good training program because, yeah, it's it's certainly helpful, especially if you don't have that sort of level of experience. Um, but yeah, you should do it 100 percent. I'll have to give it a go. Just yeah, one more question. Should. How long uh, since you began running until you completed your first marathon? How oh, gosh. Years? Okay. So um, I've only just completed the the marathon. That was in September. And I joined the running club, I think, five years ago. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, a good five years. But, yeah, seriously, I would, I would strongly recommend it if you do want any tips or if you want a running partner. I'm more than available to, I will not be to able run to with you. I with you. That'd be silly. We no. can we can run at a nice even pace together. That'll be fine. <laughs> no, that sounds great. Um, yeah, just really inspiring uh, to hear your story of going from not running at all to be un- being able to run a marathon. Honestly, it's incredible. You, thank you, thank you so much. But you can do it. Honestly, you can do it. <laughs> I put it out there now, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree with Sophie there. I never realised how many opportunities and how many things open up just from running to me in my mind it was always just something you do for exercise and to keep yourself healthy but the way you describe it it's like you've created you've created so many opportunities for yourself and met so many great people so it is really inspiring thank you thank you so much yeah it has been a journey um a journey that i'm so so grateful for i love my running friends i really do um this i can't stress how supportive they are Mm -hmm. really really supportive very funny very outgoing um yeah, it's, it's always a pleasure to see them and hang out with them. And uh, I certainly do like our evenings out. <laughs> They're very, um, it's also really nice to see everyone all scrubbed up because nine times out of 10, you see everybody in their gym gear and their light crew and, <laughs> you know, the short shorts. But uh, <laughs> but um, when, when obviously we're all dressed up and we're going out for the evening, it's um, it's really nice. And you don't recognise half of them, you know, because <laughs> yeah. we're, we're all glammed up. But yeah, no, it's 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 great. I, I love the club and um, I'm so I'm so pleased that I did take that step and I took myself out of my comfort zone and just went to one of their training nights, really loved it. And here I am nearly five years later talking about it on a podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Charlotte. If you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email with digitallearning at bdc.ac.uk and we'll be back next fortnight with another podcast episode. Woohoo! Oh, that was great. Yeah.